Welcome back to another edition of Sweep the League. Rudy Campos Jr. Stats is going to be joining me. The Rock himself is here. Candace is on mommy duty. She won't be on this episode, but nonetheless, we've got a massive football show going tonight. A lot of surprising 0-2 teams in the NFL, some surprising 2-0 teams. Some divisions have actually have three teams that are 2-0. Yours truly, the Falcons are 2-0. We're going to get into a lot of that talk. But also, man, it is a massive college football weekend. When I say massive, we're going to have a lot of implications this weekend when it comes to the final four in college football. You've got a lot of games that are going to be must watch this weekend. We're going to run we're going to run down all those games, including the UTSA Tennessee game, which doesn't have a whole lot of firepower going into this weekend, doesn't have that big old, you know, must see TV, but the way Tennessee has been playing lately and the way UTSA is playing lately, it could be a battle of two teams that are kind of going in opposite directions right now. Also, we have some Jeff Trailer comments that Rock's going to point out to us as well. It's a massive football show of Sweep the League. Until basketball starts and until the baseball playoff starts, we're going to be football, football, football. Again, this is Sweep the League brought to you by Specialty. I'm drinking a special leaf right now. I posted a picture before we hit the record button, so you know oh, I'm yeah. drinking. Yeah, you know I'm drinking special leaf stats. I'm drinking the pomegranate blueberry drink, which is one of my favorites, man. You have the tangerine ginger, which I also have on deck for the next show that we're going to be doing here next week. But specialleaf.com, go to specialleaf.com, order yours today. You can get it on Amazon. If you're local, hit up mudslingers man mudslingers drive-thru coffee i hit them up i mean you go get the the mudslinger the original man you got the alien drink you've got the one named after uh frank harris sub-zero you've got even the one after jeff garcia our buddy at locked on uh spurs the og oj the orange julius the granddaddy of them all from back in the day over at ingram park mall you could just got a lot of stuff at most singers but most importantly you've got special leaf tea special leaf.com again special leaf special drink go get a special leaf drink today i want to feel special you want to feel special i know you want to, everybody wants to feel special the only way to feel special is to walk around town with a special leaf drink stats you know that for a fact but nonetheless man hey uh, you got rock you haven't been on the show in a while rock i'm glad you're back now how are you feeling man you ready to get this football talking away because you're you're balls deep into football right now dude yeah i know and i i apologize to all the listeners i've been you know mia just life gets super busy man and then you know you think you can make the show and then something comes up and you feel bad man because you promised you know the team you'd make it but it's because you're I'm partying so- too much for the cowboys they're <laughs> two and oh ah, man. i'm uh <laughs> I'm I'm just uh living life, man. But hey, the Cowboys do have me on a high right now. But I'm not getting up. I'm not thinking Super Bowl yet, or even Super Bowl in general. So We're, we gotta hey. run that Cowboys schedule down a little bit because I don't think they're gonna have any competition until Week Five, I believe, until they play the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, but yeah, like like you mentioned, I've been in football deep, man. You know, this is the best time of year for me. I you know I do high school sports on Friday nights doing stats, so I love doing that, and then. Saturdays and Sundays, man, just football, football, football. It's football weekends every single weekend all the way until February. And you know another happy camper because all of our teams are 2-0. and Stats, your Buccaneers, 2-0. and And, you know, nonetheless, they're still in third place in the standings behind uh, the New Orleans Saints and your division leading Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, man. I mean, 
I was telling folks, don't don't discount the Bucks. You know, they've got some pieces there. You know, they can help out Baker quite a bit. Um, the biggest surprise has been the defense, man. Buccaneers haven't allowed any team to score over 17 points. So they've helped um, me out in fantasy football. So mm-hmm. nonetheless, I say fantasy football, dude. It's been the biggest kick in the groin that I've ever had this year. I've gotten off to the worst start in any fantasy season because why? Because Nick Chubb goes down with a season-ending injury. J.K. Oh. Dobbins is down with a season-ending injury. Aaron Rodgers is down with a season-ending injury. There's so many injuries and so many people on injured reserve and so many guys don't want to play because, you know, their their JJs are hurting so bad that, you know, it's 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 unreal that every player that I've drafted is, is injured reserve or out for the year or just doesn't, you know, is not doing good. There's so many guys that are not doing good in fantasy football. We can do an entire show just on fantasy football, I feel. I feel like our next show, our next show could be like an update on what's going on. on I don't want to update anybody fantasy. on my fantasy Oh, God, so. I don't want to update on some of my teams. <laughs> exactly. <It's so> <laughs> I'm in that league with Rock, and I'm in the league with you, too. And, I mean, I think the league I'm in um, with you, Mark, I'm actually doing pretty good. I think I'm one in one in that league. But You just lost Barkley, though, right? I, I just lost Barkley for tomorrow. So And you know what the oh. sad thing is? I've got so many shares in Alexander Madsen, only to find out oh, today that Cam Akers no. is going to be a Viking. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. It just it just gets worse and worse for me oh, this fantasy God. football season. So, nonetheless, I uh, the only way to defeat a fantasy god is to, you know, rain down the injury bug and all this other unfortunate news but we got we're gonna go right into some some college football talk because we're gonna save the nfl for later college football this weekend is ridiculous man i mean we're just running down the games you've got utsa against tennessee now again those two teams are going in opposite directions utsa had all the hype coming in they were you know supposed to be these world beaters make a big time bowl game they were going to be you know one of the big six bowls you know everything tennessee was having it was supposed to be again one of those set teams that was going to compete that was going to come in you know be world beaters again after last year all this other stuff now it's kind of not, you know, going to be that kind of matchup. We're going to get into UTSA talking a little bit because we have some comments from Jeff Taylor that Rock wants to get into. But you've got other ranked games going in. You've got Florida State at four against – they're going to Clemson. Now, Clemson is not the same Clemson team at all. We know that for a fact. Dabo Sweeney is on the back end of a lot of, you know, the greatness that he had at Clemson. That's still a must-watch game. Colorado traveling to Oregon. Dion gets his first true test. We have number 19, Colorado, going against number 10, Oregon. Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks are going to be ready for this game. If Colorado pulls off this game, guess what? The next prize is USC and Caleb Williams. So this is the true test for Colorado here. You've got two games against Oregon. You've got USC. If they come out looking 5-0 for the season, this has to put them way up there. You've got number 22, UCLA, going against number 11, Utah, this weekend. Ole Miss at 15 against number 13, Alabama. You've got number 20, Miami, against Temple. Now, Temple, you may not scream anything like that, but Temple's sitting at 2-1. and one. Miami could be on upset alert there. 14, Oregon State against Washington State, who's number 21, both 3-0 and on the season. Newly ranked Florida. At number 25, coming off of their win against, uh, I believe it was Tennessee, they're going up against Charlotte. Again, Charlotte, 1-2 on the season. Not a big game there for, you know, oh, it's Charlotte. But, no, Charlotte is another team 
that could be or could put Florida on upset alert. You got the big one, number six against number nine, number six Ohio State against number nine Notre Dame, number twenty four Iowa against number seven Penn State. Both of those teams undefeated still. USC traveling to Arizona State. I mean, then you're going to end the night with California going to Washington. This is a make or break. This is a make or break week, Rock. I mean, we're talking massive games all around. Give me your must watch game or games this weekend. Don't say the Longhorns. We're going to get into Longhorn Baylor talking in a little bit, but give me those games that you got to watch for this weekend. Obviously, Longhorns, Rudy. Come on, man. You know I can't say you that. You got to stay away from that for a minute. <laughs> so, no. Rudy, go ahead, Rob. Uh, you should have expected this, Rudy. Come on, I shame know. on you. Oh, I expected it, but we got to save the Longhorn and UTSA talk. No, but I mean, I mean, everyone knows it's the it's the elephant game. It's a glamour. It's the mecca of college football. Allegedly, it's Colorado, Oregon. You know, no matter what. Everyone's going to be watching. It's Dion. You know, it, we're going to see how they're going to look out without Travis Hunter. You already saw against Colorado State. But you have a guy who's that talented out against an Oregon team who's pretty solid top 10 team that has, you know, college football aspirations. But I think that's the game to watch, man. I mean, I just want to see if Dion, what he's going to do against Oregon. You know, is he the real deal? But even then, I mean, they necessarily don't have much to lose. I mean, no one expected them to be this, this hot so fast. They only won one game last season. In a sense, it's already a win for their season. All the hype around them is already a big win for them, him and Dion. But it'll be a good test for them to see what they're going to do. I mean, you saw the, saw, saw them allow Colorado State do whatever they wanted last week. And you were facing a very explosive Oregon team. I mean, at the moment, Oregon has a 93% chance to win. I mean, you're facing a Bo Nix guy who's been really solid, you know, taking care of the ball. Has Heisman aspirations a little, but don't really, you know, see him that way. Um, but of course, he's going to be in the top. You know, he's been a solid quarterback all season. But I think that's the game to watch this this week. What about y'all? So Colorado Oregon, I think, is a great game to watch this week. Uh, what's going to kill Colorado is Travis Hunter. I mean, he's going to be out three to four weeks. That was a dirty hit by the Colorado by Colorado State uh, player. But nonetheless, man, you know what? It's a hit that we've seen countless of times in NFL and college football before. So, yes, was it intent to injure? Probably so. But it's not like we've never seen that kind of hit before in past games. We have. And you know what? It sucks. Hey, Travis Hunter's out. Best wishes to, Tra- Best wishes to Travis Hunter. He'll be back relatively quick for Colorado for that kind of hit. I think he had a lacerated, uh, was it liver, lacerated spleen, something like that. It was something laceration that he had uh, that's going to cause him to miss three or four weeks. But you saw what Colorado did last week when they came back Colorado State. And that was the game for the ages there. I stayed up for the entire time. No one had to be up at church the very next day, uh, six o'clock to go to church. And it's like, man, I was tired, but it was a game worth watching. Colorado pulls off this upset against Oregon. You're looking at a team that would go from 19, depending on what other happens and happens at other games, they could go as high as maybe 15, 14 in that range. If they go into USC the following week and beat USC, can you see them being ranked in the top five? I mean, going after, I mean, beating a top five team in USC and then taking care of a top 10 team in Oregon. Is that between us, you know, can you guys see them potentially getting to the top five, maybe top six or seven if they were to do that? Well, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You would almost have to say so, right? I mean, but who do you knock down? I mean, Florida State, 
I'll be honest. Out of the top four teams, Georgia looks terrible. They're going to hundred percent. They're going to be on upset alert the entire season. Georgia looks horrible. How they're still number one, I don't know. I really do not know how Georgia is still number one. And they're playing yeah. UAB this week. I mean, yeah. who would you take out of the top five or the top six? I mean, honestly, Texas. You would make to you would take Texas out. I mean, okay, I get, you know, they beat the Alabama of the road. And, you know, you move them, they move to, you know, five, and then they move to three. But they did struggle against Wyoming, so that's why I kind of knocked them. I would knock them down. But also, you know, you're going to face a Baylor team. You know, we'll dive more into that, you know, here in a bit. That's pretty dangerous. Any Bay 12 team is pretty dangerous. And then in two weeks, you still got, you know, the Red River game, which is always a hit or miss. But, I mean, just looking at them, see they can struggle against Wyoming. It was expected. But you're telling me if Colorado beats, you know, Oregon, you know, outright, and then they beat USC, I can see them, you know, Texas going down. You know, it wouldn't be a, a large fall from Texas. You know, maybe you go to, you know, six or five, which would be fine. But it just depends if Texas here's a business. But I just feel like Colorado with those two top wins is more stronger resume-wise than Texas. I think it puts them in the top ten. I don't think they go top five. I, it's it's kind of hard for me. The only other team that I can see falling this weekend um, in the top four would be Michigan against Rutgers. I mean, it's it's very unlikely, but I mean, Rutgers is three and zero. They've they've got uh, oh god, I'm trying to think of the quarterback's name, Gavin Wimsett. Um, I mean, he's he's putting up some stellar numbers right now. I think he's got eight total touchdowns this season already. Uh, three passing, I believe five rushing. But, I mean, you're talking about a, ten, a Rutgers team playing against Michigan. They beat Northwestern 24-7. to They beat Temple 36-7. to They beat Virginia Tech 35-16. to I'm putting Michigan on upset alert this weekend against Rutgers. That's one team that I'm really looking at. Like, okay, this could potentially be a – a a huge you know turnaround for the top four hell i mean anything can happen this weekend it's week four man and this is is like the biggest college football week so far and it's going to be massive 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 but we get into any more uh we are talking about college football ncaa football we're going to get into some nfl talk before we do give a shout out to special leaf uh go to specialleaf.com order your special leaf today yeah i mean you know what you can go to amazon amazon sells it too if you're local in san antonio hit up mudslingers they are selling it there also go to central market hb central market they have it as well uh that's specialleaf.com as like i said you can order from there special leaf tea special drink hashtag special drink special leaf if you want to feel special grab special leaf today so, all right, we got so many games this weekend. Texas and Baylor, man. Now, I know we got to get into the Texas talk because we uh, do live in the great state of Texas, but let's not pretend that Texas-Baylor is a walk in the park for Texas. It should be. It should be. And I know I'm I'm putting the voodoo on rock here when it comes to say, well, I'm saying that about Texas, but, you know, Baylor's one and two. They've been in every game that they've lost. Now, Texas State, I mean, come on. Texas State is improved. I, I, I can't say they're not improved. They have improved this year. They did lose to uh, – Baylor did lose to Texas State 42-31. Close game. Then they played against Utah the following week, number 12 Utah. They barely lost to Utah 20-13. to They've been in those games. They beat Long Island after that 30-7. 30, 30 
Quick question, man. Is Texas on high alert this week? Is this upset alert? I know, and we got so many games that are on upset alert. Is this one of those games that you can see Texas faltering in? Yes. Um, one, because it's <clears throat> it's in Waco, which is a very dangerous place to play at. You're playing with house money. And I think we had talked about it coming into the season. Every Big 12 team is going to ha- give their best game against Texas. You know, I saw on Twitter that the game's already sold out. Um, and I think it's like the first time they've sold out the stadium in like years, you know, because Baylor hasn't been that good as, a, as those old years, you know, with the RG3 years and stuff. But yeah, of course, it's a dangerous game. Um, one thing that Texas is going to have to take care of is a deep ball. Um, I saw a stat today that their quarterback, Sawyer Robertson, um, I think is one of the high him or him in general has one of the highest percentages of throwing deep and they're then the whole Baylor team does not throw screens or <clears throat> just anything behind the behind the line so it's taking care of the ball Texas has a pretty good you know secondary you know it's not like all world secondary but you know they proved to have a pretty solid secondary um, you know their DB uh, DB slash safety Jaron Thompson you know he's, he got a pitch six last week and he's been real solid in coverage so this is taking care of the ball, man. But I mean, Texas, I feel like they should be on upset alert. They should be expecting it. But I do think they do pull it out. It, like you said, it should be a game that they should win. They have enough talent, you know, to beat a Baylor team, and they just have to get take care of business early because it can get dangerous if the game's close and you and you're on the road. It can get very, very dangerous. Yeah, I mean, it can be. It's going to be a very dangerous game for Texas. I I think they're going to win this game. I think they should pull out this game. But, again, very, very dangerous game coming in this weekend. One more game we want to talk about before we actually move on to some NFL talk is the UTSA and Tennessee game. Now, earlier I had said to everybody that I fully expected UTSA to be 2-1, and 3-0 possibly going into this game. Never would I have thought they would have been one and two. Never in my wildest dreams they would have been one and two. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone saw this coming. Yeah, I, I expected them to be two and one, possibly three and zero heading into Tennessee. Where honestly, Tennessee, I expected two and one, three and zero going into this game as well. Um, I was high hopes for you to say because hey, you know, the this is the game, this is the stamp that you needed. You went into Texas last year and you gave the Longhorns a game. It may have all been for a half. But it was a learning curve. It was that learning process where, you know what? Okay, we know we can go into a big-time school stadium and make some noise. This is that game where I figured, okay, they were going to play for four quarters. And you know what? Again, I'm not shitting on the idea that they could win. I mean, it's a possibility still because anything can happen any weekend. But just the way the UTSA has been playing – it has Tennessee blowout all over the place. Before we get into Jeff Trailer's comments, stats, rock, feelings on this UTSA game. I mean, is there any possibility that this team can make a turnaround and get an upset over Tennessee to right the ship that is way off course right now? I mean, you can never say never, in my opinion. I mean, I just it's gonna hurt if Frank doesn't play again. I know Jeff Trailer. Kind of, you know, shout out that it's either going to be Frank or Eddie Lee. Eddie Lee didn't look too bad against Army. But, I mean, you can never really say never. Um, With Frank, I feel better about it. With Eddie Lee on the road in an SEC game, it's kind of scary. You know, poor guy who's barely in his second start. (sighs) But it's going to suck, man. I mean, I really want to pull for the runners, and I always will. But I'm going to be a realist. Odds are Tennessee pulls us out. 
you know, they, they did have a, a horrible game last week against Florida. Joe Milton, who was receiving Heisman hype, was re- the glamour boy coming into the season. This looked like a shell of himself against the Gators, who were unranked. But I would expect a, a team like, you know, Tennessee to take care of business, but you still never know. You can never tell anyone out because it's college football. Yeah, very true. Stats, you got anything on this game? Yeah, um, it's it's tough. Like, UTSA means a lot to the city, and it's going to be tough, man. I think Tennessee is going to just – they're going to try and write their own their, their own um, loss from last week. Um, like Rock just said, you know, he didn't play – the quarterback didn't play very well. I think he's going to try and make up for that, and I think the, I think the Vols are going to come in there, man, and play at home in front of their fans and show up. I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being like a blowout. Honestly, got the writing on the wall, right? Like it just—it has every making of possibly being a blowout. I mean, t-shirt UTSA fan definitely has faith. I, I still think that it could happen. I really think it might. You know, the possibility is still there. I went from probably giving them forty, forty-five percent chance to begin with to maybe one, two percent chance. But hey. Like Jim Carrey said in Dumb and Dumber, so you're telling me there's a chance. That's that's a, what we're looking at. There's a chance there. Trailer's comments, Rock. Can you go over trailer? I, I need to know what he said. I really didn't pay attention this week or anything. So what does he got? Well, yeah, I'm curious too, man. Well, it's not you know pertaining to the game, but he uh, I mean he had two comments. You know, one time he talked about their lack of takeaways, how it was an issue. Because I mean, you saw in this past seasons, you know, this team was was known for their be able their ability to do takeaways, and then uh, I think they're talking about how he, I think it's UTSA, Arizona State, and another team were the only th- uh, teams, you know, in the nation without a takeaway this season so far, which is very surprising. And you know, they kind of asked him, you know, what do you feel about? It? He just said, I don't know, it's just not happening. He just needs to get done. But to you know ease everyone's uh excitement uh, it's not so serious about the game but it's kind of a funny sarcastic comment so don't freak out about this it's nothing too bad but uh he said on kickers and punters back in the day they just smoked cigarettes and drank beers all the kickers and punters did <laughs> but i know you can't do that anymore in america can't do any of that fun stuff He's not lying, dude. I mean, back then you would go to the locker room, crack open a beer and start smoking a cigarette. I mean, it wasn't just kickers and punters. It was anybody who wanted to could do it. Man. Which made me laugh because, like, imagine just Frank Harris just, you know, pulling up on his sideline or you just see him on the sideline just drinking a Bud Light UTSA and just say, all right, I'm ready to go, man. You know, when he got injured, just drinks a Bud Light, you know, gets a shot and he's ready to go. That would be hysterical if, if college athletes could drink. I mean, there's there's that famous photo of Lynn Dawson just smoking a cigarette. <laughs> it's just like that's what that reminds me of. Man, I don't know if y'all remember like well, no, I don't even think y'all remember, man, when cars, you know, they had the ashtrays in the back seat, like literally in the back seat. Um, you would pull the ashtray down on behind the seat and you could put your cigarettes uh in there and then they would have ashtrays in the middle council, stuff like that. I mean, there I shoot, dude. There was times you smoked on airplanes, man. They had the ashtrays there and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, smoking was everywhere. You can do it, you can literally do it anywhere. But nonetheless, man, I don't know. I mean, on it, I'll be real, man. This is my opinion on this whole thing. Is I really don't care if they smoke or drink or whatever. To me, you know, who cares? I think. 
drinking probably would have more of a effect on a player like during a game than smoking other than breathing i guess i mean i don't know i'm not a smoker so i have no idea but i mean if he wants to light up a marlboro in the locker room you know just to kind of keep himself calm or whatever then by all means do it, it doesn't bother me it doesn't bother anybody else so I guess we're going to have like a, what is it, humid, humidor or humidor or something for the people to smoke in, in the locker room, <laughs> cigars and everything. Hey, I mean, you saw, you know, going back to UT, you saw UT smoking cigars when they beat Bama, which, you know, I was, you know, a fan of, you know, obviously, because they beat Bama to historical and no one's really, you know, beating down Bama, you know, in Tuscaloosa like that and forever or just in general. But I mean, also, you got to save this for the national championship if they, God willing, if they make it somehow. Tickle the pickle here, Rock. Tickle the pickle here. Did you have UT beating Alabama for real? Yes, because liar. I'm gonna call no, liars. no, I did. No, I did because um, I know people are saying, "Well, this isn't you know as good of a test, uh, good Alabama team," and I kind of agree. You know, I do. It, it, it's it, the quarterbacks. You know, it was going going really you know kind of shaky coming into the season. You don't have a Bryce Young back there or Jalen Hurts or Tua Tugalova. Um, but it's still Alabama. Do I feel bad for him? No. You have five star talent. It's Nick Saban, and you have you just known to dominate everyone. It doesn't matter what Alabama doesn't really have off season. Yeah, they may have seasons where they go ten and two, and you know they make a, a near six bowl or whatever. But it's Alabama still. You know, Texas had that had something to prove. <laughs> No, I'm being fooled. Texas had something to prove. No, I'm not laughing at you. I'm oh. laughing at something else. Yeah, I got to ask you in a minute. No, I was saying Texas had something to prove, and Sark called a hell of a game against Alabama. I was nervous, you know, when Alabama was close, but, I mean, Alabama is going to figure it out. I won't be surprised if you hear Alabama talk, you know, in a, in a New Year's Six Bowl or even college football playoff talks, you know, down the road. But I just feel like they're going to figure it out. It's always They always somehow do. I mean, at least they they didn't they didn't pull off the shirt like Pat Bev at least. Oh God! You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they didn't go that far at least. That know? is that is true. That is true, man. I I mean I I said it for weeks, you know, on other podcasts that Texas was going to be Bama. I had no doubt in my mind. Why? Bama was two and seven against Texas. The only times that Bama has beaten Texas is when their starting quarterback went down. Period. Last year, Quinn yours, and then uh, previously was in the Nash title game when Colt McCoy went down. That was it. Oh, if though, if they don't go down, Bama is zero and nine against Texas. So, I played the odds. I I already knew Texas was the better team coming in. I said Bama's quarterback situation was going to be horrendous. You're seeing it now. Bama is not Bama this year. The same way I say Georgia is not Georgia this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, the SEC is not the the conference this year let's be real it's not yeah. bama especially just looks like a shell of itself like not even just from the quarterback play but i mean i was watching some of that south florida game and i couldn't believe that they were like in that game and alabama <laughs> alabama was just making mistake of and it's just like self-inflicted wounds though like mm-hmm. the line was causing penalties they were discombobulated there was a lack of communication um, they just didn't look like the typical Crimson Tide that we've just been so used to under Saban. No, no, definitely not. And in uh, in remembrance of Alabama's glory years and Rock trying to say to attack of Viola's name, we're going to have Rock do a... Wait, 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 say it again? To attack of Viola. 
Uh, I knew I, I knew I said it wrong, Bay. You what did you say? Tunga Tunga Viola. Tunga Hey, like Dude. like they say in media, man. You know, you say something wrong, you just keep going. But you know, if you want to miss, you know, correct yourself. But I just kept going. So we're gonna what we're gonna do here is we're gonna give Rock one chance, one chance only. And if he gets it right, then you know what? We'll uh, no pressure, Rock. We'll give away a Burger Boy gift card to a lucky person here. <laughs> Spell Taga Viola. Don't be looking it up. I'm calling. You got ten seconds here. Spell. Like like his like. Are you saying like how I pronounce it or like no, his actual name? Spell his actual name. Okay. Taga Viola. Ten, nine, eight. T A G five, four, three. There's no X You definitely got it wrong. You forgot the G in there. Damn. <laughs> you got the third tag of Viola. <laughs> I mean, you forgot the G. The only one of the only letters you pronounce in his last name, and you forgot it. <laughs> tag of Viola. You spelled it Tagovala. You spelled it Tagovala. Are you sure I didn't say Tiger Bomb? No, you did not say anything tiger, like that. Tiger. It sounds like a tag along, like the Girl Scout cookie. Oh, so from now, so hey. I've never had those. The only thing I've ever had are the Thin Mints, and I think the lemon. What do they have a lemon one? Bro, Thin Mint ice creams. Inc- the, oh my gosh! Tell me you've had the Thin Mint ice cream before. No, I've had Thin Mint cookies. That's gonna explode if you eat that. Probably. <laughs> Probably I did. It's gonna explode. That's for sure. I did have some homemade ice cream in Seguin this past weekend. Ooh. That was really, really good. At one of the local shops, that was really, really good. So I shout out to them out there. Um, that will rock. We're not giving away no Burger Boy gift card, but good way to transition into NFL talk because Tua Tagovailoa and the Miami Dolphins are one of a few teams. And actually, one of only two teams in the AFC that are undefeated. Wow, there are seven teams in the NFC that are two and zero undefeated right now. The only two and zero teams in the AFC are Rocks Tua Tayuvala, Miami Dolphins, and the Baltimore Ravens. You got a bunch of zero and two teams in the AFC. Cincinnati Bengals, man, zero and two. The Chargers who are putting up numbers are 0-2. The Denver Broncos are 0-2. Hell, you have the Kansas City Chiefs at 1-1. The Jacksonville Jaguars at the AFC South at 1-1. What is going on? Buffalo Bills are 1-1. What is going on in the AFC? What in the hell is going on here? In the famous words of Lombardi. Surprising 2-0 teams, guys. What, give me your surprising two and O teams right now. I mean, Rock, do you want to go ahead and go? Yeah, uh, surprising two and O teams. I mean, I, I have to admit it, Brady. Atlanta. Why do you have to admit it? They are bad. They are who we I thought know. they were. But at two and O, I mean, that's good. You know, two and O. I'm just uh, riding the wave right now. Enjoy it now while you can. I am. I'm enjoying all of it right there. So we're and... going to Super Bowl, baby. And the other one being is, I want to say Baltimore, honestly. I mean, Baltimore coming in, you know, they've always been a good team. But you, you, you don't know how Lamar was going to look in the new offense itself. And that division's just tough, man. I mean, you you, you have Joe, Joe Burrow and the Bengals 0-2, which is super surprising. And then the Browns, who look rejuvenated with their, you know, defense, but their offense is a missile. So it's just... 
Oh my God, they're so bad. And then Pittsburgh, I don't even know what to do with Pittsburgh, but they have to say, always have a good defense. But Baltimore, honestly, I mean, that division is always tough. It's always hit or miss. But I think those two teams are at the top of my list. All right, Stats, give me your surprise two at OT. Uh, I got to go Tampa. Got to go Tampa. You got to go with your own team. Do you have no confidence in your team? Yeah, well, I had, I had, I did have some confidence. I had a great deal of confidence, but I mean, it's got to, I mean, that's got to be a surprise to most of the general public, though. I mean, post Tom Brady, that team had already shown issues stemming from last season beyond Tom Brady. Um, so, I mean, you got to give the coaching staff, the defense, uh, Baker credit. Um, every clip I've seen of him, he looks like he's happy to be there. His teammates are embracing him and he's, he brought back some energy to a, roster that really needed it i'll tell you that because let me say this when um when brady was there in that last season you could not find any sort of passion or inkling of energy on that bench and i hate to say that because you know brady's you know he's a legend but it was the truth you didn't see the spark you didn't see the passion the energy was lost and that was while he was there but it feels like baker brought that back on that team um the other two and O team we got to I was kind of surprised by this. It's the Commanders. I don't think anyone saw the Commanders mm-hmm. being 2-0. Yeah. Um, Brian Robinson Jr. is that guy. Um, he's a beast. So, and he is quite the story. You know, his his comeback from his injury and stuff is, is pretty awesome to see him, like, flourish and using him there. So, um, Sam Howell, that offense, that, that offense is loaded, man. They've got weapons all over the place. You know, Logan Thomas is still there, too. He's still being used. Got um, concussed this week again. Massive oh, hit to the helmet, dude. Yeah, poor, poor guy. But yeah, I mean, you got to give them credit, and yeah, they're building something over there in Washington. Well, at last, I don't think so. But um, you got to give them props for being two and zero. Can uh, the other shout out? I have to say here, um, they're not two and zero, but they're one and one. And our good friend Gio is gonna love this. Uh, <laughs> we have we have to talk about the Ram in the room. Um, you know, when we were talking about college football, we were talking about the elephant in the room. The story of college football was Colorado, you know, Dion primetime. The story right now, I think, in the NFL has got to be these Rams uh, with Puka Nakua's rise, Tutu Atwell. Dude, this team is playing without Cooper Cup, and this offense looks great, man. Like Kyron Williams is a beast right now. They just traded Cam Akers. Um, to the Vikings, and I mean, they usually after a trade like that, you would think, oh, the team's kind of lost a step. Team actually is fine. They didn't need Cam. I think he was more of a distraction this season for them anyway. So, um, and Stafford looks great, man. The line's protecting him. He's just throwing darts. Um, just fun stuff to watch. It's very reminiscent of that uh, that Super Bowl run they had um, way back then, you know. I totally agree with all you guys' picks. And, you know, for me, it was the Commanders, man. I mean, I think the Commanders are 2-0. and Needless to say, I, I'm not surprised by it so much. Like, I'm not I'm not saying I had them going 2-0 to begin with. I'm not saying I had them, you know, as one of the better teams in the NFC East. But I will say that, you know, when they were able to get Eric Yedemi there away from Kansas City, you're starting to see that um, – that little bit of what he would do in Kansas City uh, with Mahomes. I mean, Sam Howell is 
one of the better QBs right now. Like you said, they have a lot of weapons. They've given Eric Bieniemy a lot of skilled players to work with. So do I think it continues? You said no stats. I think it continues a little bit further than than we're actually thinking. And when I say continue, I think they're not going to be, you know, I mean, they're playing the Bills this week and they have the Eagles. It's a possible possibility they go two and two. But again, the Bills haven't looked really good at all this season. And let's not be real, man. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. The Eagles haven't looked good this season at all either. I mean, they've had their issues too. Yeah. So, so is it a possibility that we see the commanders at four and oh this season, just like my fantasy football season, it's up in the air. I mean, anything can happen. Like it truly can anything can happen with these commanders. I think um the other team, you know, honestly, I think Miami kind of surprises me a little bit at two and oh, and not in a bad way, but I, I really didn't expect Tua to be, you know, as good as he is right now. Like I knew he's been pretty good throughout this every year that he's been in the league. Um, but I just felt like they were gonna get off to a slower start, especially with some of the injuries on the defensive side. I figured, okay, they're gonna come off to a slower start. I expected a whole lot more from the Bills. I'm not getting it there. I mean, of course, the Rodgers injury is going to play a big part in the Jets, as you saw with Zach Wilson. The Bills, uh, let me just say this, the Bills blowing that game to the Jets on Monday Night Football is the most Buffalo Bills thing ever. So not, not, losing, <laughs> not losing in the Super Bowl is, is better than them blowing that game, apparently. The Cowboys. Shut your mind. Shut What's your that? Mind. The, what, the, the elephant in the room? What? <laughs> well, at least Buffalo just got blown out of Super Bowl and they didn't give up a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl for a quarter and a half to go. Oh, it's okay. The Bills got blown out three out of four of them. <laughs> yeah. It's a, that's a fact that a lot of Bills fans don't like to be reminded of. But you know what? I would take that Bills heartache more than anything because they're the only team to go with the four straight Super Bowls. I mm-hmm. mean, that is – that gives a – you know what? If there's ever a participation trophy, it needs to go to Buffalo for that because it's domination. Hey, nobody going to the Super Bowl four times in a row. Dude, back not to even back the to back Pats. to back. Yeah, no. not even the Pats have done that. No, no. So need to say if anybody deserves a participation trophy, it's the Buffalo Bills. But where the most surprising 0-2 teams? We're gonna start with stats on this one. Give me your most surprising 0-2 teams because there's quite a few out there that are surprising. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is probably the Vikings. Okay. Um, I mean, come on. You look at this team and you don't really think that it's 0-2. Actually, two surprising 0-2 teams are facing each other in the Vikings and Chargers uh, this weekend. So Our luck is going to end in a tie. <laughs> Neither one of them gets the win. I hope it does. Tie game. <laughs> oh, that is that is the most that's the most Chargers thing ever too. So those who and honestly, I think Rock's gonna go with Cincinnati. Am I right, Rock? Uh, yeah, for the most part. I mean, it's them and the Chargers for me. I mean, I didn't yeah. know you know you know Burrow was coming in a little you know gimpied up, but I mean, in the season. But it's also more surprising how you know. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just really slow and just real. Their offense has been. I mean, this looks out of sync, and it's real weird to see them. I mean, you know, you have two 
arguably the wide receiver. I mean, well, Chase is wide receiver one, but even T. Higgins, he can be wide receiver one on any team. I mean, you have two guys on the outside, and don't forget Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon, who's made a glass, but still, you know, still a fear for opposing defenses. But you have all that, and Joe Burrow, who just got signed to the one of the largest contracts in NFL history. I mean, I don't know how your offense is not clicking, but yeah, those are two of my two of my big teams. Um, and with the Chargers, I know the Eckler injury does affect them, but still, you have Justin Herbert, who's a young, you know, elite quarterback out there. You know, they got a new coordinator in Kellen Moore, who I thought would you know upgrade their offense significantly. Um, but it's just been weird seeing those two zero two teams, man. And like you know, Stat said, it's going to be funny. You know, <laughs> somehow they ended a tie, but it's crazy to think you know Vikings and Chargers probably would have you know coming into the season we would have been all talking about this game. You know, oh these teams two teams are two and zero. Oh. Can we see a Super Bowl preview of this? But zero oh and two, man, it's real weird. It's, you guys, it's yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, Sash. Yeah, no, it's just fascinating looking at some of these teams though. Like I don't think Burrow's one hundred percent. I still think he's got some some injury issues. Like from was it his calf? He hurt his calf. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's still feeling some effects from that, so he's a little shaken up by it, and their O-line hasn't really been doing that well either. Um, and it's interesting because, like, the Vikings, um, their O-line has not been good either, and their defense has been pretty bad. And it's interesting because Kellen Moore being in L.A. to help the Chargers, like, he he's trying to help balance that ground game too um, to kind of get some pressure off of Herbert. But the defense, I don't know what it is. The Chargers cannot figure out their defense. Like they have JC Jackson and they have Derwin James. Yeah, see, that's it. I can't explain that. They have names. And they can't <laughs> figure all it these out. guys too. And then everyone was like, you know, Chargers next great thing, you know, defense. And it's just like, oh my God, I thought it was gonna be a road beating defense. And nope. Dude, that AFC West, it's like nobody wants to win. Like nobody wants to take the division in that. That is probably that should have been the most exciting division in football, and it's the crappiest division in football. Like one of the crappiest divisions. You know what? It is the crappiest division in football. Technically, it is. I mean, yeah, dude. You know, okay. This is. Let me give you a stat here that is mind-boggling. This is why the AFC West, which should have been the best division in football, which I I initially said you're going to get three playoff teams from the AFC West before the season started. When you have the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders number one in that division, at one and one, tied with Kansas City, <laughs> points allowed. They've allowed 54 points. You know how many points they've scored? 27. And they are in first place. They have probably the lowest or one of the lowest point totals in the league. They are tied for last in scoring. I mean, and you're you're leading the division. The AFC West is bad, guys. It's terrible. I, I don't know what to think of the AFC West, but you're right. The Chargers at 0-2. Good God. I mean, go get a defensive coordinator. Go still. You stole, you know, you took Kellen Moore. Great. Go get Dan Quinn. Go get somebody that can actually run a defense. Whoa, 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 whoa. Chill, chill, oh, chill. Shut your mouth, man. The Cowboys are going to get there just to lose it again. That's chill, that's chill, chill. Right. All right, Falcons, go enjoy that top five pick. I have no problem. Well, oh, I can perfect. definitely, yeah, I can definitely use a top five pick. Go get me Marvin Harrison Jr. 
they go along with Ritter and Kyle Pitts. Nah, and the... dude, you don't need a receiver, man. They're not going to throw it at damn go, Kyle Go get Pitts. a quarterback, dude. They're, y'all just going to no. give the ball to Bijan Robinson every play and then just ignore Kyle no, Pitts. No, you can go get Marvin. You can go get Marvin Harrison Jr. alongside Pitts and Drake London, have Bijan in the backfield, and still go get a quarterback in round two or three and still get a starting QB in those rounds. Who, I mean, Frank Harris? Yeah, no, Frank Harris is going to go on year 12 at UTSA, man. I mean, and oh. that's fine. Hey, that's fine. If you're going to stay in school, stay in school, get paid. I mean, that's the reason why the NIL deals are there. Love stay Frank, man. Love Frank what he's done for the city, but I feel so bad for all his injury, uh, you know, bad luck. It's an injury bug, dude. It's an injury bug. I mean, Uncle Rico to the Falcons, dude. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. If you could get one fictitious quarterback for your team, who would it be? Buccaneers, Cowboys, and Falcons. If you can get one fictitious quarterback, who would it be? And there's some good ones out there. There's some damn good ones out there. I know. The first one that comes to mind is Falco, but... Yes, that's what I was going to say. Falco, yeah. Falco's (laughs) a... That's that's like the first thing that comes to mind. (laughs) Falco's a winner. So if you could only... You know, if you could, I guess, get a a quarterback, a fictitious quarterback, and you can't double dip. So if Rock says he wants Falco, we can't get Falco. Damn, we're gonna man. go by we're gonna go by record. So we're all two and zero. Now we're gonna go by point. Uh, you're gonna do point against or point four. In other words, scoring or giving up. I'm gonna no, let Sass decide. Yeah, okay, scoring. so. So whoever has the top scorers, uh, scoring team will get it. Obviously, the Cowboys lead the entire NFL in scoring, so Rock gets the first pick. After that, the Falcons come in at 49, the Buccaneers come in at 47. So Stats has the last pick. We're going to do real quick here. We're going to do a quarterback draft, a TV quarterback or sitcom quarterback draft for our team who would you take? And you know what? We're going to go a step further. We're going to do a quarterback and any position player. So it can be any position player. Um, two rounds here. We're going to do snake drafts. So stats will get the first pick coming in the second round. Before we do, this special draft is going to be sponsored by Special Leaf. Go get a Special Leaf tea right now. Specialleaf.com. If you're local, Mudslingers Coffee, go through the drive-thru. Grab a Special Leaf there. Amazon sells Special Leaf too. You want to feel special? Grab a special leaf. Special drink, special leaf. All right, Rock, first pick. You can either draft a QB or you can draft a position player for the Dallas Cowboys. Who will it be? Rock is on the clock. With the first pick and they sweep the league, fictitious players, NFL draft. Give me Bobby Boucher. He's going defense. Bobby Bobby Boucher. Defensive, we're gonna say defensive hey, position player. Him and Micah, dude. Oh my god, it's game over. That that is a damn good pick for Dallas. Damn good pick for Dallas. So I, I I'm gonna go. I, I look at the Falcons. I'm thinking, okay, so we we need defense. We do need defense, definitely there. Um, I mean, we could go a lot of different ways, but we do need a we do need a quarterback. I like quarterback. I, I was I was kind of I was looking at Shane Falco. I like Falco. I was also looking at Paul Blake from Necessary Roughness. Give me the old man there, the veteran, the guy who can lead the team. But you know what? Heart wins over everything. The second pick in the sweep the league, make-believe player draft. Atlanta takes quarterback Shane Falco. 
So that gives me my QB there. I, I think that he's going to lead the Falcons to the glory here. So on the clock now are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their GM stats. Oh, man. I think I'm going to go I'm gonna go Paul Crew, the longest yard. Paul Crew, that is a massively good pick there. Now, which Paul Crew? Are we talking Burt Reynolds? Or Adam Sandler. Oh man, both tough. I'm gonna go Sandler. You're gonna go Sandler, so he's going go with uh, Sandler. I need to have a little funny in there, you know. All right, all right. So you're taking Sandler. So now coming back around, you've got the first pick in this part, in the second round. Who are you going in the second round to join you with Paul Crew? Man. Maybe Frank Cushman? Frank Cushman. I might do, gotta, that. I might do you, Frank Cushman. You got to give everybody where they're from. You can't just say that because oh, people won't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, Jerry Maguire. Okay. Show Frank me the Cushman. money. Show me the money. Frank Cushman. So he's going to Frank Cushman. Now, I I, I, I think I need defense. Now, I we're going we're gonna to actually go a couple more rounds. I kind of like this. We're going to try to rebuild our team here. We're going to go – we're going to rebuild our team here. So – I feel Drake London and Kyle Pitts are, are getting, you know, they need another, they need help out there. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go Rod Tidwell, Jerry Maguire, Cuba Gooding Jr., wide receiver, is who I'm going with out there to pair him up with Shane Falco. Now, Rock, what are the Cowboys going? You went defense, Rock. What else do the Cowboys need here? You know, Cowboys uh, backup quarterback looks pretty shaky. And you know, not to you know, you know, God forbid something happened to Dak, but you never know. You know, injuries happen. Okay. <clears throat> so, gotta go with my guy, the one and only The Rock, who plays Joe Kingman in the game plan. <laughs> I forgot oh, about yeah. Joe Kingman, The Rock. Oh my God! All right, Rock, go go again, man. You got a back. You got another pick here. We're gonna go another round, another round here. You so know, so far, you've got Bobby Boucher. And you've got Joe Kingman. You got a backup QB who could possibly be your starting QB because Dak sucks. And you've got Bobby Boucher on the defense. Where are we going next for the Dallas Cowboys? You know, we need a guy, team player, man, you know, who's willing to do everything for his team. I had to go with Billy Bob, man, for Varsity Blues. Billy Bob, you know what? The Cowboys are always screaming for offensive line help. And you're getting it with Billy Bob, one of the best in the game, Billy Bob, Varsity Blues, man. So that puts the Falcons back on the clock. And I'm going to snatch this guy before he gets taken because I have a feeling y'all are going to take him. Bijan needs a backup. And Tyler Algier is a perfect backup. But you know what? He doesn't oh, have. Don't say he, it. He oh, boy. I bet have, I know where you're yes, going. He, oh. doesn't, he doesn't have the goal line help that he needs. And when you need goal line help, you get the one guy who scored four touchdowns in one game for Polk High. And that is one Mr. Al Bundy. Al Bundy joins the Atlanta Falcons as my goal line back, my Jerome Bettis type player. Buccaneers are on the clock. All right. Well. You know, this guy once said life is like a box of chocolates. Hook <laughs> me up with Forrest Gump, brother. Forrest Damn. Gump. 
to go alongside Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. And you know what? You get the best return guy in the game, probably better than, uh, what, Dante Hall? Probably better than uh, Rocket Ismail. What's the guy? I'm, I went blank for a minute there from Chicago. Uh, Desmond, Desmond, not Desmond Howard. Is it Desmond Howard? Devin, so. Devin, uh, oh, Devin Hester, Devin Hester. Yes. Wow. Forrest Gump. All right. Last round, completely last round. Buccaneers back on the clock so far. Paul crew. is going to solve your quarterback position. Frank Cushman and Forrest Gump. Who is your last pick in the sweep the league football fictitious draft? Oh my gosh. Um, let's see. Um, I guess Darnell Jefferson. Let's go with that. Darnell Jefferson. Let's go with Darnell Jefferson. Let's go. There you go. You're getting some actual players, man. Like you're getting some actual players for the Buccaneers. They're, they're liking you. Now, I'm, I'm going to look at my picks here. I, I've got Shane Falco, great quarterback there. I went Rod Tidwell because that's my other receiver. He's gonna he's gonna open up the field for Drake London and Kyle Pitts, and to give Bijan that rest on the goal line, we've got Al Bundy. Uh, I'm, I'm beginning to really like this this uh, this lineup here. Now I, I gotta go I, I gotta go defense. I mean, you've got the ice box and Becky O'Shea, the freaking maker, the first woman in NFL football history there. I could go that way. And you know what? The young Koku is, is not, I mean, he's a great kicker, but he's not, he's not the leg Nigel Gruff. I mean, I mm. could go with the kicker here. Defense, I mean, Julius Campbell and Gary Bertier. I could have gone both of them. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go on the defensive side of things here. We're gonna we're gonna definitely go on the defensive side of the ball. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Julius Campbell. Okay. I, I think um, you know the whole left side, strong side thing. Uh, he's gonna the linebacking core. Falcons have a good defense. I think adding Julius Campbell is gonna be be a prominent player for the Atlanta Falcons. All right, Rock. Last pick in the draft so far. You've gone Bobby Boucher. You've gone Joe Kingman. And you've gone Billy Bob. Where is the last pick for the Dallas Cowboys? See, you know, I've short I've shorted up the offensive line, you know, added a solid player, you know, short up the backup position with Joe Kingman. And, you know, you could push Dak, you know, to start. And also you get that glamour with the rock being there. <laughs> and you know, Bobby Boucher, him and him and Micah, you know, just terrorizing offenses. But one thing we all know about the Cowboys is they love the spotlight, they love the name. I love making really weird moves, and we're gonna be we're gonna make history, and we're gonna be the first team to have an animal starting on the team. <laughs> I'm going with Air Bud. Air Bud. Oh, wow, golden receiver, man. We want to make headlines. We want to show everyone that we can have a dog on the team, and he always found the way to get the ball. Air Bud, man. I guess you're trying to give Dak that much more help, and adding Air Bud to it probably is gonna. If Dak can't get it done now, then he can't get it done. Dude, imagine you're an NFL player and you're trying to tackle a dog. You're not gonna. You're, you're gonna miss. Dogs are just too fast. That is Air true. Bud. You got to watch out for his air buddies too. Mm-hmm. 
Air Raid in Dallas, huh? The Air Raid show, basically. Dude, Air Bud, that's going to throw him on a screen and he's gone. Nonetheless, man, hey, another sweep the league has come to an end here. We've talked NCAA football, massive weekend coming up here, huge weekend. Implications left and right this weekend for the NCAA football season. Talked NFL, best 0-2, our best 2-0 teams, the surprise 0-2 teams. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. What do you think? Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Contact me at sweep the league. Rock, give them your Twitter handle. Rock's a junior, Mr. Rocky Garza Jr., and stats, give them your Twitter handle so they can contact you with their best 2-0 team and their worst 0-2 teams. It's going to be Mark DMC. Mark DMC. You can also hit up uh, everybody else, Candice, Scott Garcia, and Shemaya on the beats as well. So for Rock, for stats, this is Rudy Compos Jr. Until we sweep the league again next time, see you guys soon.